0: gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, with our special guest, Dr. William Wong, talking about enzymes and the things likely to kill you. And uh, I want to welcome you, as always, with an attitude of gratitude, because an attitude of gratitude not only boosts joy and general life satisfaction, it is also the single best predictor of good relationships and benefits both sanity and physical health. and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to really give a big uh, thank you to Dr. Wong, where we uh, actually uh, started to do this program at 3 o'clock, but because of technical difficulties on my end, he was kind enough to stay around and we'll get this program rolling. I I, I just want to hold him off a second because he, he does talk about medical error as the third leading cause of death in the United States, and I want to just bring that to your attention again because you could take all the vitamins, eat the best you can or whatever, and uh, take Dr. Wong's systemic enzymes, I messes. take the parent essential oils, uh, take your probiotics, your prebiotics, but, you know, if you get tied up in the medical system, uh, you really have to have an education. That's why you have to listen to shows like this one. Uh, The last remaining religion is medicine, ladies and gentlemen. Take a look at the Sloan Kettering. It's like a temple, and the priests wear white coats, and they speak their own language. Do you understand what they're saying? Patients tend to bow down to that. Never underestimate the power of authority, ladies and gentlemen. What happens when religion masquerades as medicine and seeks to summarily eliminate all competing belief systems When we are told that there is one truth and that truth is consensus-driven medicine, perhaps the 110 bills introduced across the country to eliminate religious and personal belief exemptions to vaccination are symptoms of this insidious process. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to be the CEO of your own body. You must take control and be informed. And to that extent, before we have Dr. Wong, uh, and his, uh, by the way, he 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 had on Block Talk Radio on Doctor Ron Unfiltered Uncensored the most listened to podcast of the year. So he he's not even going to get a prize. Isn't that a shame? Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so look, just 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 be conscious. Will your next doctor appointment be infiltrated with with misinformation? Uh, just 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 bear with me. The room goes dark. There's a single bare light bulb shining directly in your eyes. And the, the person is saying, are you taking any vitamins? How about herbs? Can you tell me about your supplements? And that's what your doctor's asking you. Do you own a gun? It's an interrogation, masquerading as a counseling session. There was a report in Medscape. Your doctor is supposed to tell you that you're wasting your money that you're exposing yourself to harm if you don't have a clear medical indication for a particular sub- supplement whatever it, whatever that means this isn't one random out there report from a whack job it's a concerted effort of this religion and they're not just working behind the scenes to manipulate the feds they're going right to you they're not trying to hide it anymore ladies and gentlemen the mainstream has openly declared war on vitamins and supplements. They're proudly pushing a prohibition plan that would force nearly every nutrient you use off the market. And one of the latest attacks, and they've used it before, that vitamins are responsible for expensive yellow urine. I wonder if any of these clowns have seen the price of drugs lately. The tired and disproven argument is that taking supplements won't benefit your health because your body will just pee them out when you go to the bathroom. Is anything causing pricey pee? If anything is causing it, it's the medicines that run into thousands of dollars, even with insurance, while delivering limited benefits and big risks. In fact, choosing vitamins over medications to cut the price of your tea just might be the best way to boost your health. And save your money. And you know, I don't have time to go into all this, but you know where I'm coming from, ladies and gentlemen. Please be uh, critical in your thinking and know that uh, there were 4 billion prescriptions written last year. Like, I think came out to 13 per person in the United States. It's just incredible. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, our, our dear friend <laughs> Dr. Walker, uh, is, is on the line here. And, and we, we want to talk a little bit about Zymesis. That's how we originally were introduced to Dr. Wong. It's a systemic enzyme. And, uh, you know, he'll in his inimitable way, why do we need these things? Why, 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 why do we need them? Do, don't we make them? Well, in any case, Dr. Bill, well, thank you for being such a patient and informative and person. And, and I'm going to call you, even though he, he, you and I have never met, I do consider you a dear friend. So Dr. Wong, Thank how you. are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I am well now, now that we're we're talking on air, I'm doing a lot better.
1: <laughs> good. <laughs> good, good, good. The
0: stress level has gone down. Good, good, good. So, you know, w- w- you know w- what the uh purpose of this program has been over this past year is mainly change from one uh to education. Uh giving our listeners the information they need so they could make, could make informed decisions. And, you know, and, and wherever the science takes us, you know, it, uh, not everything is, 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 is double blind. In fact, I did a program a couple of weeks ago where I showed our listeners how $183 million paid the doctors for phony research. So uh, yep. not everything is, is, is uh, science, but you got to know how to read the research. Exactly. So in any case, you're right. I mean, and you and I. And some of the it, worst
1: and, scammers I've met are the Ivy Leaguers, all the uh, Harvard and the Yaley docs.
0: Yep. And now ProPublica is, is making it public. I mean, they have docs for dollars. You can go and look look, uh, look up what your doctor is making, and we'll <laughs> look up any institution. So now they uh, can't hide. So a little bit of transparency good. is coming into the picture. So, well, the, the, the thing that uh, brought me to you was I messaged because of my uh, – brief encounter with Hans Nieper, and um, I think uh, of any one, two, or three supplements that I would take if I uh, had my choice and had limited income, uh, Zymesis would be one, and and do you agree with that and why?
1: Yep, yep. You know, uh, enzymes, the proteolytic enzymes, the protein-eating enzymes in our body, decrease in production after age 27 before age 27 we're pumping them out by the tablespoonful after age 27 we're doling them out by the by the eyedropper full because we have we make a finite amount of enzymes in a lifetime those enzymes are used for a few thousand different things uh not the least of which is making vitamins and minerals work one of the reasons why lots of folks don't get much of an effect from the vitamins and minerals that they take is because all vitamins and minerals are are coenzymes or cofactors, and they need to latch onto a proteolytic enzyme to actually work. So, for all those folks who are peeing yellow, who might have uh, not have the greatest absorption of their vitamins, minerals, herbs, or any other nutrients. If they increase their level of proteolytic enzyme activity in the tissues and in the blood you get greatly enhanced absorption and utilization of all the vitamins minerals herbs and everything else
0: so uh, we we do have a finite uh, supply they are critical for metabolic processes and absorption of nutrients correct
1: yep yes and three days after you make your last drop Three days after the pancreas makes its last drop of proteolytic enzymes, you're stone cold dead. That's how important the enzymes are because the enzymes are biocatalysts. You can't bat an eyelid without one of these enzymes or their downline enzyme metabolites.
0: So what what properties do uh, the systemic enzymes do? Are they do, do they have other properties? Are they antiviral and so forth? Do they have other properties that our, our listeners should know about?
1: There are five main actions of proteolytic enzymes in the human body. The last one of which is, is digestion. The first ones are uh, acting as anti-inflammatories. The enzymes eat the. Uh, circulating immune complexes, the, the, the pro-inflammatory cytokines that your immune system makes to create inflammation in specific places. Instead of, of, of trying to do what aspirin or the COX-1 and the COX-1, uh, COX-2 inhibitors do, of stopping your body from making cytokines, all cytokines, some cytokines are good, some cytokines are bad, some, cyto- the, some of the cytokines go to run your kidneys, to maintain your intestinal wall, to clean out your liver, if you stop those cytokines, that's why we have the side effects of the nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. That's why we have the liver toxicity. That's why we have the kidney damage. That's why we see the the hemorrhaging intestines because those, the the aspirin, the ibuprofen, naproxen, relafin, biox, celebrex, all of that stops the production of cytokines, of all of them. The enzymes are very, very specific. The good cytokines are protein-tagged as being endogenous, as belonging to the body. The cytokines that cause inflammation are protein tagged as being exogenous, as not belonging to the body. The enzymes are really specific and only eat the enzymes that are tagged as not belonging. So the enzymes go in there, they eat those pro-inflammatory cytokines and help to maintain inflammation. The enzymes also are the only thing on God's green earth that can lower your overproduction of fibrin and fibrinogen. So, for example, if you've got post-operative scar tissue, you've got scar tissue growing after an abdominal operation, you've got scar tissue growing after a broken arm, you've got scar tissue growing after some sort of an injury, exposure to smoke, uh, uh, radiation therapy uh, in your lungs, you can eat away at that scar tissue using the enzymes which is something that that uh, they've been doing in, in in central and eastern Europe and and Asia for decades
0: since the 60s
1: they haven't done it here yet because honestly medicine makes more money if you get sick and stay sick here uh,
0: absolutely i mean that uh, absolutely you know I, I will go into that when we when we talk about how, how things like to kill you, it can be the <laughs> medical profession. <laughs> so so they are anti-inflammatory. And then we yep. are, I think our listeners know that in chronic inflammation and inflammation are, is the basis of most diseases. And so, oh, gosh, yeah, yeah.
1: Everything from, so from, from, we'll from cancer so is- to Alzheimer's.
0: Even Alzheimer's.
1: Yep, yep. Yep. Uh, in Alzheimer's, what, what happens is you have a low-grade chronic in, inflammation, just like we see in, let's say, mononucleosis, okay? A low-grade chronic encephalitis. And what happens is the body begins to, to, to create uh, scar tissue, which in case of the brain is called a, an amyloid deposit, or uh, uh, also called protein cross-linking. And those yep. amyloid deposits short-circuit the, the, uh, the, uh, the brain signals and cause the dementia. They also cause a lot of brain shrinkage. So in the case of the enzymes, the uh, enzymes can lower the inflammation and eat away at the amyloid deposits. Uh, there was a, a, a comic not long ago, a few years back, who died of amyloidosis. And I believe that some of his friends had contacted me about him getting on the enzymes and helping to lice away at all that stuff. But his doctors told him no; it would never work, and the guy was dead a year or two later. Needn't wow. have happened.
0: Yeah, at least delayed or or along with the, with the program. Uh, so I want to talk more about a, a single. Any single entity, be it your essence, which is the best in, that I've come across and best that, that money can buy thank you but, I, but it's true i mean i've so many of my friends and uh, when I was on the air with Dr. Jerry Smith, I mean a lot of his clients, they all did really well with zyme so but would you i want to I want our listeners to know the other properties of enzymes, but wouldn't you agree that say amyloidosis, uh, that there's more to it than just the enzymes.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. There's the, a okay. the, 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 the whole bunch of other factors. I'm not saying it's 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 a cure. It likely won't 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 cure it. But if you can stay ahead of, let's say, the amyloidosis completely clogging up your kidneys, or clogging up your liver, or clogging up your lungs. If you can eat 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 it away faster than you're growing it,
0: you will live longer. Absolutely. And I just had a friend die of amyloidosis of the heart, never contacted me, never, never did anything, but went to the uh, ivory tower and they did absolutely nothing. Yep. And, uh, uh, if anybody gave him a suggestion for alternative treatments, they would say, no, nah, we don't believe in that. You're wasting your money. And you yep. know, he died a year.
1: Yep. Yep. You know, you, you, you were mentioning, you had mentioned Sloan, Sloan Kettering before. The joke in New York is that at Sloan Kettering and at, at and at uh, what's it uh um not Roosevelt, uh Einstein. No one gets out alive. Huh. <laughs> Patients walk in and they get carried out. No one ever leaves that place alive.
0: The Yeah, I had again I had a dear friend had prostate cancer, was doing uh, quite well until his friends that said, you know, you should go see Sloan. Six Ugh. weeks later, he was dead.
1: Yep. Sixty percent of chemotherapy patients die of the chemotherapy, and only ten percent of the oncologists would give themselves the the treatment that they mandate for everyone else. Think about that. That was a study done of a few thousand oncologists in the United States. It was an anonymous study, so the docs didn't have to put their names down. They just had to be honest only 10% of them would give themselves the treatment that they administer to others. Most of them do nothing because they knew that they'd live longer doing nothing than if they did chemo and radiation.
0: Wow. Well, to use one of your favorite uh, phrases on your podcast, less white we digress, let's get back to the properties (laughs) of enzymes. (laughs) Later, Joe, help to do, clean the blood. I do blood. listen to Dr. Wong's YouTube <laughs> podcast. We'll talk about that later. But lest we digress, we have anti-inflammatory. Right. Antiviral?
1: Uh, yes. The, the uh, viruses latch onto your DNA to reproduce themselves. Think of, an, think of it as an hourglass. The more of your cells become dominated by the DNA of the virus, the less you have serving you. Because the second that a virus takes over the DNA in your cells, that cell becomes owned by the virus and not by you. So think of it as, as an hourglass. The more cells, the more sand belonging to the virus, the less cells belong to you, the more likely you are to die. So the, the enzymes eat away at the exterior protein coating of a virus rendering it so that it can't latch onto your dna i stumbled upon by accident a study from the office of naval research some uh, physician pharmacologist captain had written a paper because apparently one of the top secret things the navy has in terms of fighting biological warfare and let me just preface this by saying that the navy is probably the lead organization in the united states on building Biological warfare bugs. Uh,
2: The
1: the uh, the Office of Naval Research said that they had created a broad spectrum antiviral using proteolytic enzymes. And when they listed them, it sounded a hell of a lot like the stuff that's already on the market now. Probably highly refined. Probably pharmaceutical grade. Probably this. Probably that. But I made the mistake of only bookmarking the, the website, I didn't copy it. I didn't, you know, uh, whatever. And when I went back to it, it was marked top secret and inaccessible. <laughs> wow. wow. So someone had misclassified it, le- just left it out there, and I had stumbled on it. So, the, if, if the Navy, anti-biological warfare people, are using proteolytic enzymes to fight viruses,
0: what's that tell you? Well, I tell you, we better we better be a little bit more knowledgeable about them and, and start taking them.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, all right. Exactly. So, what else? Or do they do anything well, else? The, what, what about this? The enzymes doses? help to clean the blood.
1: Yeah. The blood is not only the river of life; it's the river of garbage. The blood right. carries oxygen, it carries nutrients, but it also carries waste material. If our livers aren't working efficiently enough, if the Fc receptors in our liver aren't working well enough to rip apart all the garbage we have dump it into the bowel then what happens is the 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 gunk begins to build up in terms of, of what a doctor looks at in in blood tests he can look at your sed rate your sedimentation rate and see how much garbage is building up in your bloodstream and how much thicker your blood is because of the garbage the enzymes help the FC receptors to work better. And in some instances do the job of the FC receptors to tear apart the garbage, to tear apart the dead material, to, to, to further uh, uh, metabolize the waste down to the point where the liver can just dump it into your bowel without having to process it, and bang, it's out of you. So – in that instance, it helps not only the liver, but the bloodstream stay cleaner. The enzymes also eat away at the excesses of adhesion molecules and, fibrin and fibrinogen in the blood. Those are the things that glom onto a platelet and cause it to stick together, causing a blood clot. In Germany, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, and in Asia, the enzymes are used to both prevent blood clots and to eat away existing
0: blood clots. And that, that, then, that is a great point. You know, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. think even I talk about that enough. Uh, that the fact that it can eat away at a clot. Now, yeah. I, can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Oh sure. Uh, back twenty years ago, um, the the uh, there was a rash of uh, deep vein thrombosis amongst airline uh, of free, frequent flyers and long term flyers in Europe, and their answer was really really fast and really really easy they put them all on on the the uh, systemic enzyme products that were available back then and uh, ended the rash not only did, did they end the rash but in doing so they discovered that they could lice away at the existing DVT in patients and, 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 and lower the amount of time that, that the patient had to deal with having the clot there and it did so without creating a floating embolite that floated somewhere else and caused a heart attack or a stroke and that was a surprise to most docs. That surprises me. That surprises me. Wow. They actually got to the point where they were injecting seropeptase into IVs and 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 doing the job that turned out to be a little bit too much of an irritation on the on the wall of the uh, of the uh, 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 blood vessels involved, but it worked. Huh. But orally, they they found it worked just as well as 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 taking it I V. So the, that's how blood clots are treated in most of Central Eastern Europe and Asia.
0: Wow, that's, that's really interesting. It's interesting to me, too, because I have a dear friend who was in the Army with him. He's a dentist, and he uh, underwent a botched uh, mitral valve replacement, and uh, the valve actually moved uh, two inches. I, how that happened, I you know, don't know, except for malpractice, but that's another case. But they, they did reset it, but now he's in atrial fibrillation, and he has a clot on the leaflet of the mitral valve. And they don't want to do anything about it. They're telling him, we don't even want to touch it. Uh, so we we got to consider just sending him a couple of bottles of Zymescence. Yeah, it's a good idea. Wow.
1: In terms of, of what the, the clinical experience has been with, 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 with heart valves, many times heart valves don't seat properly because they've got a lot of fibrin buildup on the flaps or... Like I said, of tight hamstrings, the uh, uh, oh, what are they? The, the Purkinje fibers or the Golgi tendons? I, I I don't remember Pur- which, which one now. Well, the Pur-
0: Purkinjes are in the heart. Uh,
1: okay, yeah, the, the 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 little muscle tendons that run the valves get yeah. get get uh, glommed over with fibrosis, and just <clears throat> like a set of tight hamstrings, they don't allow the valve to fully seat so with a good many of the valve patients that that we've treated in the last 20 some odd years with systemic enzymes what we've seen is that the uh, and you, we we can actually have have the imaging to prove that this has has happened the before and after imaging that we we've, we've eaten away at the fibrosis that has grown that has accrued onto the flap of the valve and eaten away at the fibrosis that has grown on the tendon of the valve, and the valve seats a lot, hell of a lot better. A, a good wow. many patients have avoided valve surgery because of the enzymes.
0: That is a great point. I, I hope our listeners re- realize what you just said. That is an, a- an absolutely great point that you just made. So that's part of their anti-fibrosis, uh, uh, even with myositis. And has your has your opinion changed about fibromyalgia? No. (laughs) Okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) I I I think you have a very muted opinion of fibromyalgia patients. You know,
1: uh, let me tell you where I'm coming from, folks, so that you don't think I'm bashing fibromyalgia patients. I am a chronic fatigue fibromyalgia patient. From the summer of 1990 onward. At the exact same time, I was in a multi, uh, uh, multi uh, not multi generational, uh, multi uh, disciplinary practice, uh, the largest one in Scottsdale, concerning itself with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. But most of the time, I was worse off than all, all of my patients were. And w- what I discovered is that only 40% of fibromyalgia patients actually have fibromyalgia. Those patients are willing to do anything, anything at all to get their life back. They will crawl to the moon with no oxygen (laughs) just to get their life back. But the patients who are unwilling to exercise, unwilling to do this, uh, unwilling to do that, who doctor hop. And of course, all of us docs know that a patient who doctor hops, he's, he's bad mouthing. the the last doctor he went with to you, he's going to badmouth you to the next doc he goes to. Uh, As soon as they start getting better, they don't want to get better. They're getting secondary gain from being sick. They're manipulating their families. They're not working. They're collecting insurance. They're doing all sorts of stuff. The last thing in the world they ever really want to do is get better because they're actually Munchausen's patients. So, 60% of fibromyalgia patients are Munchausen's patients, and 60% of those patients are
0: female.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay. So, you're you're, you're sticking by that.
1: Oh, gosh. (laughs) You know, think of – you know, it's great in terms of office visits. As long as you keep them happy, they'll keep on coming. You'll have a lot of office visits. You can pay the overhead. You can pay your staff. You can do whatever – in terms of a patient you can help, they'll never get better,
0: ever. Yeah. And it's it's really sad because uh, as a health provider, that you know you really want to see patients get better. and, yeah. uh, and you're right. And then you never want to see them again. Exactly. You know that that's, that's yeah. the whole goal. The whole goal of the treatment should be that you know you lose them as a patient. Exactly. But uh, that that's not what happens because no. that's part of the the medical system of overdiagnosing and overtreatment and just wasting resources. It's a shame. All right, Dr. Wong. so systemic enzymes, the best one is thymeescence. You make it, you'll tell our, our listeners how to get it. They are anti-inflammatory, antiviral. they eat up scar tissue or fibrosis. Yeah, uh, they're,
1: so they're, they're fibrinolytic. And, okay. And they, they, they help to, to, to uh clean the bloodstream. And uh, enzymes are involved with see the, the, the five or six proteolytic protein eating enzymes that we either make or that we can eat become about twenty five to thirty-five thousand other enzymes in the body, and they are in charge of about 35,000 different enzymic reactions. Like I said before, without the protein-eating enzymes, you could not. bat your eyelid. The, the enzymes are, are biocatalysts. They, they speed up chemical reactions. It would take you 15 minutes to bat your eyelid and a half an hour to bend your elbow without the enzymes, speeding up the chemical processes that allow you to bend your elbow or bat your eyelid. So life without the enzymes would be impossible. They are the foundational thing for any nutritional program. You take the enzymes as the foundation, and then you put everything else on top of it.
0: Okay. So uh, one thing that you educated me on, and I think we should mention, and and the effect of estrogen uh, Mm -hmm. on fibrosis. So... Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about estrogen-driven fibrosis? Sure. Because they, you know, we are the most again, estrogen-drenched
1: society the world's ever seen. <laughs>
0: yeah, Well, you can just look at these college football games. I see these young men. I guess they're men in the stands. I say, oh my God, I hope we don't have to go to war. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know,
1: the, no, uh, the, 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 only, the only saving grace is that the Red Chinese are worse. They have the most feminized <laughs> really? men in the world because they killed off two generations of females. They aborted them. So their wow. society is going real queer real fast. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Uh, f- we know from, from, from estrogen HRT, we know from birth control pills, we know from, from almost 100 years of, pharma, of the pharmaceutical industry making estrogen. They first started making estrogen from chimney soot. They can make different forms of estrogen, from chimney soot, including the human estrogens, especially estradiol, we know from 100 years of estrogen use that estrogen causes fibrosis. Estrogen causes uh, the, 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 the birth control pill gals. What do they succumb to most? Heart attacks and strokes because of the blood clots that estrogen creates. Estrogen creates all sorts of, of fibrotic conditions. Every single uh, 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 condi- condition of the womb and of the breast, from endometriosis to uterine fibroids to ovarian cysts to uh, fibrocystic breast disease, are estrogen-caused and then estrogen-driven. All of the women who have those conditions, if they're tested in, in the balance of their estrogen to progesterone, are found to be estrogen-dominant. We live in a society where we get estrogen from soy, we get estrogen from flax, estrogen from canola oil, estrogen from pesticides. There are pesticides out there that are so strong, like atrazine, that it can turn a male frog into a female frog. So we have all this exposure to all these environmental estrogens, all the estrogens we eat. Every uh, 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 soy-based a uh, uh, baby formula bottle has 5 to 8 birth control pills worth of estrogen per bottle or 3 to 5 it depends on the brand so imagine you're giving a baby boy 4 to 6 bottles of this stuff a day what the frick are you doing to his pituitary to his manhood and how is he going to turn out like Dr. Ron said, look at all those guys in the stands. Look at all the guys who are kind of, just kind of limping along and kind of slightly, you know, speaking with a, with a, with a slight sublime uh, S. And the guys who, who don't know how to turn a screwdriver, who have no idea how to put in a light bulb, who couldn't do maintenance on a house or a car if they had to, don't yeah. know how to change a tire, don't know how to do anything incapable of doing anything except for playing on their little phones. Those guys were probably raised on soy formula. Those guys were probably fed the TV dinners with all the soy and the flax and all the other crap in it. Those guys probably lived somewhere where they sprayed from mosquitoes and they got all the estrogen in the air. And they're vegetarian. Oh, gosh, which makes things worse because every protein source that vegetarians have – is est- est- estrogenic every the so, protein is only found in beans and peas and seeds all those were mini uterus so they're estrogenic
0: yep and that gets us back to enzymes because from what I learned from you estrogen is it promotes fibrosis yes exactly so the least exactly. you can do if you want to have that lifestyle which you know we we have talked about um a lot of times, especially from about the, from the Western price institute, Western A price. If you want to have all that estrogen in your body, well, there's another good reason just to use your ZMSs in my opinion.
1: Right. To right? eat away at the fibrosis at the estrogen will cause.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a shame that you're trying to prevent fibrosis, and here you have you have a diet that it's more of a religion than a diet. Uh, you know, I believe in uh, vegetarianism. I believe this is good for me. I believe, gosh, if they believed in God like that, we'd be in great shape. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for saying that. You know, you're the only other person who understands that all these diets are actually religions.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because they use that word believe. Not only that, that's the only yeah. word they know. Yep. All right, doc, Dr. Wong. Uh, so, and I think enzymes are really critical, and, and it's one of the things that I always recommend as a basis for people that they say, "I want to, you know, uh, I, I want to live a good life. I don't want this. I have arthritis and whatever." And I, I think it's really important. Uh, is there anything else that we could you could think about that we should be talking about enzymes before we go to how the things likely to kill our our, pay, our, our clientele?
1: You know, if we think of the enzymes as being the foundation of a nutritional program, the foundation of a long life, the foundation of, 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 of everything that, that we, we have ever thought of being in terms of health. Uh, I, I, I used to tell the story about Dr. Paul Bragg. Paul Bragg died at the age of, what, 96, 95, surfing in Hawaii he fell off the board got clonked on the head with the, with a with a surfboard got knocked unconscious and drowned he had a he had a full head of hair he had all of his teeth he had the body of a beach boy he was still being chased by women wow he woke up in the morning went to his garden and his daughter told me this cuz i was i was friends with, with with Dr. <laughs> Patricia he would go to his garden in the morning pick his fruit pick his whatever and eat them fresh all the folks who think that they're getting enzymes from the food that they eat are diluting themselves you pick an orange from a tree put it on your kitchen table a half an hour later that orange has 50 percent of the enzymes that it had the second you pick them from the tree because the enzymes are almost living things and they die off since most of the vegetables and fruit that we eat in the united states we eat it out of season we don't eat it in the places that are close to where it was grown, that means they've been in cold storage for weeks sometimes months because when when they're out of season in the northern hemisphere that means we're getting it from Chile and Argentina in the southern hemisphere and they grew that four to six months ago it's been in argon gas cold storage since that time so it wouldn't spoil and then you get it okay folks, how many enzymes are left
0: in those fruits and vegetables? not any yeah absolutely right absolutely and you know when you when you look at centenarians uh you know they're eating right out of their gardens right yep. out of their gardens uh absolutely. They're, 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 there's no uh, uh packaging involved nothing comes out of a bag so yep. uh great point well ladies and gentlemen uh, i want to have dr wong he wasn't i you mean, don't want to but i'd like him to give you uh, his website and uh Uh, how to contact his company. Uh, uh, Why don't you do that, Dr. Wong, please? Sure.
1: If if folks want to listen to more of my rants and raves, you can go to the (laughs) Dr. William Wong's Essentials of Life and Wellness channel on YouTube. If you want to read some of my writings, please go to drwongsmessage.com drwongsmessage.com (laughs) drwongsmessage.com and our supplements can be found at Dr. Wong's, uh, essentials, uh, <laughs> dot com.
0: Excellent, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I do do uh, recommend you visit these websites. Uh, there, you'll you'll learn a lot. A uh, lot of good writings there. Uh, he was he's uh, almost like the Doctor Pete of our day. And uh, well, thank well, you. Like, That's really quite an honor really. to
1: be compared to Doctor Pete.
0: <laughs> well, you, you know, and and, you ha- and your writings are so that. They are understandable. And uh, I have a dear friend that's a, an absolute genius. Uh, he's an engineer. But every, every time he sits down to explain something to you, it's like you drawing a stick figure. You understand exactly what he's <laughs> saying. And that, that, that to me, it just blows my mind. That means the person that's explaining it knows what the hell they're talking about. Yes.
1: Exactly. All right. Ladies,
0: I have, ladies,
1: I, I've, I've never wanted to talk over anybody's head.
0: No, and 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 neither, and we except shouldn't. all the
1: Yalees and the Harvard guys, we think they know they they know lots of stuff because they don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly, I, I love I love speaking with them because they look down at you. You're at, at, right at the beginning of the uh, of the uh, conversation, and so you have nowhere to go but up. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's the way I look at it. And I'm too old to, to mess around anymore. You know, I'm I'm like uh, Clark Gable at the end of uh, Gone with the Wind. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't give a
2: damn. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so, Dr. Wong has a great. It goes for about an hour and twenty nine minutes. A great. Uh, uh, well, what was we, uh, podcast? What, what, what would what was a great uh, lecture? A lecture. a lecture. Thank yep. you. I need help. Yep. A lecture on things okay. most likely yeah. to kill you. And, geez, if you get a chance, you know, just listen to that. Play it in your car. Play whatever. It's really, a, you, you'll learn a lot. If I remember it, I haven't listened to it in a while, but if I remember, he starts out by uh, talking about drugs and uh, uh, how, how they are the third or fourth leading cause of death. I think they're the, the third. They replace respiratory after cancer, heart disease, and drugs. And um, uh, if you tally medication. them all together, if you put the yeah. doctor's
1: mistakes, the iatrogenic disease, in with the hospital mistakes and the, the, the uh, uh, amount of people who die from uh, the NSIDS and the number of people who die just from the regular use of medication, the number actually exceeds everything else to die from.
0: Wow. And, and you know it really shouldn't surprise us. And, and you know what? It's probably more because a lot of this doesn't get reported. Uh, you know, patients. Just like population control. Yeah, the flu. Well, absolutely. Like I said in that one one email I sent you, it's the Trojan, The medications and the deaths are the Trojan horse destroying us. Uh, exactly. almost unregulated. Here's here's that number. Roughly thirteen prescriptions for each man, woman, and child. 13, one new prescription every month for every American, and un- basically unregulated, basically unregulated. So uh, as I say, they were looking at the Trojan horse, and it's rotting out our America, and of course other countries too. Uh, there was something here that said wars, no wars, economic deprivation, economic prosperity. The drugs continue to do the work no matter what else is going on. People are still yep. taking their drugs. And now I'm living in a retirement community here in Southwest Florida. And a guy, I went in to meet the physician who runs this place. He said, how many drugs are you taking? I said, none. He, nearly, he had an epileptic seizure. <laughs> he, he said, no, I don't believe you. Jeez. He said, don't you take aspirin every day? I said, no. He said, are you on a statin?" And I said, no. And uh, the average senior in my facility takes five medications and God knows how they interact with one another. So they want to get healthy, but they, they have these, these, these chemicals eating them out from the inside. Yep. So Dr. Wong, what, 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 what things are likely to kill us beside doctors? Because, you know, there's that old story about a hammer, you know, you give a person a hammer, everything looks like a nail. You give a, yep. give a physician a prescription pad and all he knows how to do is write drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's my take on that. So, I mean, that's yeah. why we have so many drugs in this country. That's all they do. Uh, Makes so we, money. Uh, yeah, and, and it's money for everybody. I mean, statin drugs alone, I forget how many, 20, uh, Lipitor, $20 billion a year. Jeez.
1: And, you know, that's for a drug that's been proven not to work.
0: And not, not only not to work, but a domino effect of causing diabetes, Parkinson's disease, uh, uh, just like uh, I, 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 the I get. The rhabdomyolysis. Yeah, I get tongue tied you know, when I. There's so many side yeah, effects. Yeah, rhabdomyolysis. The, 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 it, 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 the,
1: the, the, the side effects, you know, the effects of the drug are actually worse than the disease they're trying to prevent. The, the number of rhabdomyolysis patients in the world before the advent of statins, before the early 90s, was four. There were four serious cases of rhabdomyolysis in the world, period. Ah. I knew one of those cases in boot camp uh, 45 years ago. I saw my my first case of, of rhabdomyolysis back then, uh, since the advent of the statin drug. Now, let me explain what rhabdomyolysis is, folks. Your muscles begin to dissolve away. All that dissolved protein
0: goes into your kidney. I think we've lost Doctor. Doctor. Will. He's down there and uh, on his farm. I think we lost him. I uh, would we'll try and get him back. So you know, it's it, it's it's a it's a problem with the uh, the he was talking about rhabdomyolysis, and and it, it's more than just the muscles. It affects uh, 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 that those muscle proteins start degenerating. And if, if they, they just knock your kidneys out too. I mean, people end up dying from this. And I, f- I forget the exact figures, but there was only like five cases uh, uh, prior to the, the statin drugs. Now there's thousands of cases of rhabdomyolysis and many more that are just not as bad, but cause you to have aches and pains and so forth. So like I said, you give a give a medical student and a doctor a hammer and everything looks like a nail. So most medical schools start out with the help you know, with a goal of helping people. All right, and I, I think it's a great goal, but we use the tools that we're taught. Uh so we I can or I must fix is a learned response from studying in medical school because we're studying abnormal pathology and pharmacological mechanisms of action. So the real question is, why are we not taught that nothing is something, sometimes the best approach? And whatever happened to watchful waiting or conservative management, but the big pharmaceutical companies promise a pill for every ill and the medical device companies provide a tool for every procedure. We note that the federal government approval, the FDA, their approval for devices have a lower bar to reach than medications do. Magic bullet and quick fixes are much easier to sell than physical activity, nutrition, mindfulness, and other unattractive lifestyle interventions. All lumped together in that last 30 seconds, of a 15 minute consultation with your physician while the patient is getting up to walk out the door. They just don't talk about all those things. The physical activity, the nutrition, the mindfulness, they can't do it in 15, 20 minutes. So it looks like we lost Dr. Dr. Wong and but I think we, we accomplished most of what we wanted to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about systemic enzymes. Another interesting part about systemic enzymes is when we talk with Professor Peskin and Professor Peskin's uh, parent essential oils, which have to do with the cell membranes. And the combination of these two supplements, if you had to take nothing else, this is what you want to take. So because there's the last uh, program for this year, we'll be back in January with uh, a host of good guests, Dr. Ross, on... Uh, supplements and diet that interfere with uh, uh, probiotics I'm going to call it a day I wish everybody a Merry Christmas and we'll see you next year ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored
2: with your host
0: Dr. Ron we are here each and every week thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule We bring you medical news that you can use. Medical news that's up to date on drug reactions and interpretation of medical articles. We also have some great guests scheduled. So thank you again. Have a great week. Listen to us on Apple, Alexa, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Ciao.